Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 126-103 to win over the New Orleans Pelicans. In a battle of the backups, the Hawks are able to take Matt Monster third and fourth quarters and get a big win in New Orleans to close out this brutal West Coast swing. Without further ado, let's get into it. Well, how about that? The Hawks are able to salvage the West Coast swing and get to 4-4 four and four on the eight games and get to 25-24 and 24 on the season. The Hawks were playing a pretty brutal back-to-back after beating the Spurs in double overtime last night, and the Hawks came into New Orleans and were missing a lot of their top guys. The Hawks wouldn't have Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Danilo Gallinari, Cam Reddish, or Chris Dunn. The Pelicans were also playing it back-to-back, and they would be without Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Steven Adams, and Josh Hart. So this was both teams throwing kind of their second-unit guys out there and seeing what would happen. And for the first half of the game, it was really back and forth. Um, The Pelicans came out and had a ton of energy. Jackson Hayes, the young big, had a monster dunk. Uh, One of his teammates threw an alley-oop to him, and it was behind Jackson, and Jackson was able to reach back and then somehow throw the dunk down, and the Pelicans were able to use that to get a 34-28 to lead after the first quarter. The Hawks came out and then had a really nice second quarter. They outscored the Pelicans 27-20, to and that 34 points in the first quarter for the Pelicans would be the most they scored in any quarter, and the Hawks did a much better job on defense limiting the Pelicans, and then the offense just got going for the Hawks. They were down three with under a minute to go in the second quarter and the Hawks used a little 4-0 burst to take a one-point lead into halftime and then in the third quarter the Hawks just exploded to completely take out the Pelicans outscoring them 39 to 25 and then finally again outscoring the Pelicans 32 to 24 in the fourth quarter to ultimately get the 126 to 103 win. The Hawks got some really strong contributions starting with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, the Serbian has come in and just continued to play well in the starting role. And in a night without Trey Young, really, the offense went through Bogdan. Bogey was 9 of 17 from the field. He had 6 of 11 from three-point land, 2 of 2 on the free throws for 26 points. He had 7 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and a block. And Bogdanovich just continues to play really well, continuing his hot streak for the last few games. And it, this is the guy that the Hawks went out and signed in the offseason. To see him not only be able to score the ball super effectively, but also be assisting. He is always looking for his bigs when he's dribbling the ball down low. Um, And to get seven rebounds and seven assists, it's just awesome. And he's a player. It was fun watching Hawks Twitter during the game because a lot of people were like, we haven't had a shooter that moves off ball or shoot shots that you just think are going in as consistently since Kyle Korver. And that may be a little, you know, a little exaggeration, but Bogdan is putting the ball in the bucket at a high rate, and it really took over and was the centerpiece of the offense for the Hawks in this game against the Pelicans. Kevin Herter got to step into the starting role without a lot of the Hawks regulars, and he had one of his best games of the season. He was 10 of 15 from the field, 2 of 5 on his three-pointers, um, 2 of 3 from the free-throw line for 24 points. He had a rebound, 3 assists, only 2 turnovers. And to see Red Velvet get going, and especially the confidence to start taking shots, like sometimes he will get past the ball and like think about just moving the ball along the perimeter or start doing some jab steps. When he's just catching and shooting, 
Red Velvet is a great shooter. And for, her to, for him to come in and step up and really take advantage of an opportunity, get 24 points and really be, be big out there was um, really good to watch. Finally, um, Clint Capella was one of the regulars left. He was 5 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 on his free throws, continues to be a much better free throw shooter in these last two games. He's raised his free throw sh- shooting percentage up to 59%, and hopefully that will continue to rise. But uh, he didn't have to play a lot to get his double-double, 14 points, 10 rebounds, and he also had six blocks. So Capella was out there. He was really able to control the paint, and he was able, as Jackson Hayes got off to a great start, uh, he would settle down, and Clint Capella would really show the young man some of the moves in the middle. Finally, uh, Brandon Goodwin got the start at point guard to keep uh, Lou in his second game coming off the bench in that second unit. And Goodwin was 4 of 10, 2 of 6 from 3 for 10 points. He had 5 assists and a steal. And he hit some big threes in a couple of moments when the Pelicans couldn't have gotten back into the game. He, in fact, started the game with a 3. But uh, I thought Goodwin did a nice job coming in and starting. Um, we got to talk about Lou Williams. Lou Williams, again, came in and per- seems to be the perfect fit for that Hawks second unit. He was 8 of 15. From the field, one of one on his three-pointers, had 19 points, four rebounds, eight assists, a steal, and a block. He's able to assist Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's able to assist both bigs, whether it be Clint Capello or uh, Oneka Okongwu. He really got Okongwu going, and Okongwu had one of his best performances. He was five of six from the field, got to the free throw line, made one of two free throws for 11 points, had nine rebounds, three of those offensive Two steals in one block where he literally double-handed blocked one of the Pelicans players and just ripped the ball out of the guy's hands. Um, Akangu had a six steal on the perimeter that led to an alley-oop back to him at the other end of the basket. But uh, I think Lou Williams has really come in and given those bigs a, a, a foil to play with. Just someone who is looking for them in the middle of the paint. Someone who really likes to get in the mid-range. Again, Lou only took one three-pointer. He likes to get in the mid-range. And whether he's either going to take a little fadeaway or lob it to the big, it's hard for the defense to know. And both Capella and Akangwu have benefited from that. Finally, Tony Snell came off the bench. He was four of five, one of one from three, and he got to the free throw line. He actually got an and one for, and may of course made his one free throw for ten points and four rebounds. But just a real true group effort from the Hawks. You know, without Trey Young, they were able to get twenty five assists. Um, the turnovers are a little concerning. They had 15 turnovers, but the Hawks had 10 steals, nine blocks. Um, they equaled what the Pelicans did in the paint with 56 points, um, and they got 45 points off the bench. The Hawks, you know, you'd think with elevating kind of all their second unit guys into the be- into the starting lineup with Trey, Hunter, Collins, Gallo gone, that might take some of your firepower off the bench. Not the case in this game. The Hawks were able to get consistent points off the bench from Lou Williams, Okongwu, and Snell. Um, the Hawks shot the ball well. I mean, they shot 56% from the field. They were 13 of 29 from three. Um, and so it was just a really great performance, real strong end to the uh, road trip for the Hawks for them to go on a little bit of a two-game win streak. I mean, to start this road trip, they had that nice win over the Lakers and then kind of Gave up a couple games where the the Hawks had a chance to get wins. And so it it was a struggle. And to come back on this road trip, not get the start you would have liked, and then come back and win two tough games against the Spurs and the Pelicans, even when the Pelicans are depleted, 
It's really good for the Hawks. But the Pelicans got a really nice performance off the bench for them from their first-year point guard from Alabama, Kira Lewis Jr. He had 21 points, two assists, and two rebounds. Um, he looks fantastic. Tons of speed, was able to get to the basket. Lou Williams did show him a couple times on the other end of the basket. Lou drew a couple fouls and was able to kind of get where he wants. But Kara Lewis Jr. looked extremely good for the Pelicans. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was one of the few regulars for the Pelicans that started. He was had 14 points, three rebounds, and five assists. James Johnson, who had just come over in the J.J. Redick trade, uh, had 16 points, four rebounds, six assists. He was making threes, and a few times at the Pelicans threatened to cut the lead from 16 to 13 or get the lead under double digits. It was James Johnson leading the charge. And then Jackson Hayes, he had a couple highlight dunks to start the game, ended it with 12 points, four rebounds, and a block, um, and continues to show a lot of energy. He's still – it's tough. I mean, we have Okongwu on the Hawks. Uh, Jackson Hayes is on the Pelicans. It's tough for big young big men in the NBA. There's so much rotation. There's a lot of uh, body control in defense and knowing where you're supposed to be. And um, Hayes was able to bring the energy, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, he, he also has a lot to learn. I mean, Lou Williams had one block in this game, and it came on the big 6'11", uh, third-year player, or second-year player uh, from Texas, Jackson Hayes. Uh, Jackson brought the ball down low. Lou Williams got his hands on the ball, and it turned into a Hawks. Uh, Hawks were able to be out and running. But... The Hawks went on this big eight-game road trip, which over two weeks, um, and were able to come out of it four and four. And I think that that is a big boost to the Hawks. They had one game, that Nuggets game, that they got knocked out of, that they never really were competitive. But otherwise, in the seven other games um, against Phoenix, the Spurs, obviously the Kings, um, they were all extremely competitive and did a good job of getting wins. And now they get to come back home, and it'll be interesting to see how the Hawks adjust to from being on the road to being back at home. And they start that on Sunday against the Golden State Warriors, who will have Steph Curry back, and the Hawks beat the Warriors on this road trip without Steph Curry. But the Hawks come back from a road trip 4-4. Four and four, you got to be happy with that. Of course, it would have been nice if the Hawks had been able to close out a couple of those games earlier in the road trip. But to come back 4-4, four and four, to really hold on against the Spurs, and then to come into New Orleans and just kind of take a victory with your depth, that's really, really encouraging for the Hawks fans, and um, it pushes them over 500. The Hawks are 25 and 24. Um, the East is starting to get really bunched up, kind of behind the top three of the Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Bucks. There is a, just a group of Eastern teams that include the Hawks, and the Hawks, if they can put a, together a little win streak, they don't have the most difficult um, schedule coming up and then coming off this grueling road trip, if they can put some things together and build a little bit on this road, uh, this winning streak, I mean, they have two games now. Can they stretch that to three? Can they uh, kind of get off of this win one, lose one, win two, lose two, but put together a little bit of a win streak? I think the Hawks are putting a little something together. It was really nice for the Hawks to get a win without, you know, without Trey Young, without John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, you know, without all these guys, the Hawks went in. And they got a huge performance. They got exactly why they signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I really can't say enough about how these last few games, how well Bogdan has played. He wants to he wants to be out there. He's so confident um, shooting the ball. It, it's interesting to see him, particularly against Kevin Herter, because Bogdan is 28 years old, um, been in the league now for a few years, and he has no hesitation on shooting the ball, getting the ball where he wants to go, 
and going and, and finding a shot where uh, I think Kevin Herter sometimes is still figuring out, okay, is it my turn to shoot now or do I need to pass it? And am I supposed to be driving and can I get up and get a, get a foul call or do I need to kick it to a big man or something? Um, but Bogdan's just playing so well for him to put up 26 points on 17 shots, shot attempts and get up and throw eight assists or seven assists as well. I mean, to get set 15 assists combined from him and Lou Williams, that's just really good to see. And again, to get 25 assists on a night when you don't have Trey Young, I mean, that means with Trey Young, they should be getting about 30, 32 assists. But um, really nice for the Hawks to go into New Orleans, get a win. Hopefully this will continue to carry over in their game against the Warriors on Sunday. And we will be back to talk to you about the Hawks and Warriors after that game. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!